It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good Monday evening to you. Welcome to the John Sanchez Show on Newstalk 780 KOH. It's a pleasure to be with you as we get one workday down, four more to go. But a greater pleasure to be with my dear friend, Mr. Jason Gunn of Sanchez Wealth Management. Big J, happy Monday, four to go, and then your favorite holiday of the entire year where you get to sit back and not feel guilty about gorging on turkey. <laughs> See, I'm already looking forward to that two weeks from now, right? <laughs> yeah. Every, every every email I responded to today almost said, happy Thanksgiving. I'm like, yeah, probably a little soon to be doing that, John. But yeah. see, that's you know, where, where the brain is. <laughs> it's the next one, you know. It's exactly. Exactly. Like you're saying, uh, you know, happy Valentine's Day. So, yeah, right. I think you're good. Okay. All right. All right. I'm glad I got your blessing on that one. <laughs> oh. uh, how's the day, my man? That was okay. You know, yeah. again, sort of a, a market that uh, wanted to end flat all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really I think the was. CPI may be important. <laughs> yeah, I know that was kind of my takeaway. Also, yeah, it was it was just a uh, yeah day where we just you know nothing bad, nothing good, just couldn't get anywhere. Kind of a boring session, but uh, that's going to kind of lead things off. We are going to talk about what what we have on the calendar as we discussed on Friday, but the big one uh, we'll start off tomorrow, which will be the CPI data. So we'll kind of go through those numbers a little bit of what the what the street is expecting, etc. But let me tell you after we do the stock market recap, what we have lined up for you for the rest of the evening. So I want you to think back. I want you to to visualize a little bit. Keep your eyes open if you're driving, but if you're sitting at your desk or at home, close your eyes for just a second. Think back to the days, and for some of us, it was a lot longer than for others, when you were a young adult, right? It was a scary time, but yet it was a very exciting time. You started your first, what I call, real job. You received a steady paycheck, right? You went from maybe being an hourly worker somewhere, you know, odd jobs, that type of thing, to Hey, I actually got a steady paycheck coming in. It's a, called a salary. And then your parents, they go like, they're just on you. You got to start saving in the company's 401k. You got to listen to the John Sanchez show. You got to get financially literate. But when it comes to that 401k, you're like, okay, mom and dad, uh, yeah, I've heard about that before, but I have no clue what I do. I don't know how, you know, any idea how I choose the funds. I don't really, really know how much money I can put in those type of things. Well, guess what? That are, those are just a few of the absolute challenges that young adults are facing, right? Nothing brand new today, but, but they have a few unique challenges that other generations haven't or have. Uh, but, but the bottom line is they've got a lot of things from a financial standpoint that they need to know about and they need to be thinking about. We all know, we've all seen the stats, we've all ran the numbers. You know, the earlier a person can start saving, the much, much better off they're going to be in the future and what, how much less money they need to save in order to accumulate a significant sum because time is on their side. So what Jay and I are going to be doing tonight is very simple. We're going to help out those young adults out there. So if you know any of them, call them up right now and say, hey, tune in right now. We listen on the internet, come in, listen on the radio, whatever it may be, because we're going to be devoting tonight's show to helping the young adult get their financial life in order and 
basically nine simple steps. We're not going to get complicated by any stretch of the imagination, but just some really basic sound financial steps that will get them and pointed in the right direction. Don't you wish somebody would have done that for you, Jason, when, when you were young? I know I, I, I was thinking about that. I wish someone would have done that for me because I grew up, you know, very middle class, very, very middle class. And I was always taught that the 401k was something for the rich and the elite. And then in college, you never learn anything about it. And so, yeah, I wish, man, someone would have done that for me earlier in my life. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, and that's the tough part, right? The sort of financial literacy isn't something that people see until they're, you know, uh, in their working times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many, I, I know TMCC, for example, actually does teach a financial literacy class. Beautiful. Um, and so those are the kind of things that also as well are good you know, sort of tips for people that, you know, and no one claims to have enough time, but guess what? You can do a lot of these things, you know, remotely via yeah. Zoom. A lot of these courses are set up that way. So, you know, I'm of the opinion by and large there are no excuses. So it's a good thing to learn. But, yeah, no, I wish that uh, someone had sat me down. Uh, I, I think so I've made many of my life's, yeah. Many of my life's decisions off of learning things that I didn't want to do wrong when I was older. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I want to share with you something I, I don't think I've ever shared this story with you, and definitely I know I haven't shared it with the audience. Uh, and then I want to share with you a, a dream that I've always had. I don't think I've shared that with you either. But uh, one of the, one of the, uh, it was just one of the most rewarding, and then I'm talking rewarding for myself, rewarding experiences I ever did. Early in my career, I was, I don't know, maybe five years as a broker, four years, somewhere around there. And um, I booked out a room. This is when I was in Bakersfield. And I booked out a room at a local country club. And I did a six-week financial literacy course where every, I don't remember what night of the week I chose. I think it was maybe Wednesday night. Uh, we, we spent, I think it was like two hours together. So every Wednesday night for six weeks. And then every night I taught them something different. Or I'd bring in a speaker like an estate planning attorney or a CPA or you know these type of people. And I just took them from A to Z in the world of financial literacy. And then when they got all done with the course at the at the end of that time period, we uh, awarded them uh, a certificate. And and I tell you what, Jason, it, it was again one of the most rewarding things I've ever done to take somebody that has no clue about what finances are about or, or, or anything like that, and they get got done and they're like. You know what? I mean, I can't tell you how many hugs and tears that I got saying, thank you for doing something like that. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying this is what the appetite is. And that was, again, you know, 20 plus years ago I did that. Um, so that that was really, really a lot of fun. Nowadays, of course, and this is something Jason and I have talked about in, in, you know, down the road. We're, we're going to be one of our goals for 2024 is we're really going to start doing a lot more webinars because nowadays you don't need to go, you know, drive somewhere to do something where Jason and I can, can really put together some great financial education webinars and, and maybe we can do a series like that jay and and you know award a certificate at the end or something wouldn't that be a great idea that'd be a lot of fun yeah i mean we we try to do that every night every week. night <laughs> yeah, exactly part, we just don't give a certificate <laughs> yeah exactly if you want to send yeah. us an email i will email you a certificate for listening to the john sanchez show <laughs> it is an mba or, or, or uh, education but yeah. when you know when you're on there monday wednesdays and fridays we're going to bump that up to right. a phd education that's right so see you, you don't need to go to unr heck for that yeah. and then when, and then, and then, by the office i'll sign it you know <laughs> exactly and then one of my dreams has always been to to offer a a, a financial literacy institution you know, have that word institution behind it where we have this entire you know network of uh, it not network but an entire inventory of financial courses that people could take because jason you and i both know talking to you know our listeners our clients 
people deep down, they it's a responsibility they have. They know they need to be knowledgeable about the markets and, and their personal finances. But, you know, I, I always try to put myself in their position and go, where do you go? Do you, you know, you can, there's tons of obviously information on the internet, but the problem is it's very few, you know, where it connects the dots from A to B to all the way down to Z. Many of them are like, oh, okay, here's how you can learn about a 401k or go to another website. Here's what an IRA is about. So, you know, I, I just think a place where someone could go, one consolidated place where they could go and, and listen to a 15 minute course on, you know, Jason talking about, you know, how to, how to use options as a defensive strategy or me talking about, you know, the benefits of a 401k. I mean, the list, we have thousands of topics we could talk about. So one of my dreams, my friend, that I, I uh, hope you and I can accomplish, um, you know, at some point down the road. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, I've blabbed enough. It's your turn. Tell us about what the heck happened today. Your 10,000 foot view. And I'm done. <laughs> that's about right. Seriously. It's that good. That yeah. I would say tomorrow we get October CPI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you've got a couple of different things, cross currents going on all at the same time. You've had a market that was very strong last week, obviously. Uh, Friday closed well. Uh, we had 15 of the 30 Dow components up and 15 were down. Uh, uh, we've got President Xi and Biden meeting this week. We've got CPI tomorrow, PPI on Wednesday. Uh, uh, we've got earnings tomorrow from Home Depot, later this week, Target. So there's a lot of, I would argue, things to, to get this market moving one way or the other. What about you know, Friday at midnight, Jay? What about, what about yeah. Friday at midnight? <laughs> Yeah, the U.S. credit outlook. Clearly, the market gave a rat's backside because the Dow or the S and P finished flat. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, uh, it, 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 you know, to, 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 you know, again, and hear the saber rattling around the Congress. Uh, uh, you know, again, doing a terrible job at what they were hired for, mm-hmm. trying to keep the country going. Um, you know, uh, so those are all the various, I would say. Uh, uh, upstream and downstream things that the market was waiting on but there wasn't a whole heck of a lot today uh to move the needle you know we had uh uh, no real economic news other than a a treasury budget uh which showed an obvious deficit um but it looks like it's a little bit better than it was prior in terms of the treasury budget right sort of as we've talked about but you know overall today uh you saw utilities real estate or the laggers. Uh, nice to see healthcare finally uh, uh, do a little bit of uh, lifting today. Energy was up a little over half a percent on the day, but overall, just a very whole hum day. You know, we literally were just up or down ten basis points on the S and P through most of the session. I don't know, did we even trade outside that at all? I mean, it just every time I looked up, it would be yeah, no, five bits I, down five bits. Yeah, 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 no, I think you're you're spot on on that. Yeah, absolutely spot on. <laughs> got, got a little bit more activity in the uh, in the commodity side though. Had a nice move in oil, dollar thirteen gain, yep. finished at seventy eight thirty four there, and gold was up thirteen bucks. So that was a strange thing. Uh, closed nineteen fifty a sixteen an ounce. That was a strange thing that uh, you know equity markets were quiet. Bond market finished unchanged on the ten year to yield a four sixty three. But yet we had those big spikes in in oil and in gold prices. Yeah, well, uh, it looks like the dollar was a little weaker today, I think by a third of a percent or so. So that probably helped a bit. Yet international markets that were up, you know, half a percent yes. to almost a percent. So those, again, some of those areas that uh, you know, feel like a clock's right twice a day. But, you know, uh, still the thought of many of the pundits saying, look, if this was the year of tech, um, you know, it tends to not rhyme every single year. So you know, start to pick around and look inside your portfolio. So maybe some of the areas that have lagged. 
um, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, do some work and see, obviously, small caps, international markets to some extent. Even, you know, many of the commodities, materials, miners, et cetera, have been underperformers that could perk their head up next year. Absolutely. Well, speaking of commodities, when we come back, let's talk about uh, one company, a big oil giant, announcing a massive, massive find of lithium. We'll talk about ExxonMobil, who I'm referring to, and then a big, big uh, amount of orders for Boeing coming out of the uh, the uh, Emirates uh, Air Show or Dubai Air Show. Uh, we'll chat on that, and then we'll get to our topic when we come back. Let's turn it over to Jim Poston. He is in the Right Now Traffic Center. Hey, Jim. When you buy the the new Cybertruck, you are not going to be able to sell it for at least a year. If you do, Tesla will have the right via contract when you buy buy this thing. They have the right that uh, they will charge you $50,000 if you sell your Cybertruck within the first year of ownership. Yeah, I know. know. Can you imagine being so confident in the product that you sell that you go, "Uh uh-uh, you can't sell this for one year or I'm going to ding you 50,000 bucks. It's like only Tesla and Elon Musk could do something like that. Yeah, it's just, just amazing. So yeah, I thought yeah. you when that news came out yesterday evening. Can't flip it. Can't, Can't flip it. No flip. No flipping cyber trucks. At least not yet. Mm. I know. All right. Well, I'm glad you're taking it better than I thought you would. So it's a good thing. Yeah. No, I'll be all right. All right, very good. Well, there's somebody else that's all right. Let's go to Boeing. They uh, they had a heck of a day today. Uh, Boeing uh, again, which is a Dow component, eight dollar and fifty nine cent rise, four point three seven percent, closed at two hundred five twenty four. You know, this is the company that just keeps. You know, they get kicked in the shins and then they rebound and kicked in the shins, they rebound. Well, over in Dubai, they had the uh, or have the big air show going on, and they signed some nice orders over the weekend with uh, Emirates Airlines. Ordered uh, Emirates ordered nearly one hundred more of the Boeing wide body airplanes. They announced. That that uh, Fly Dubai ordered 30 Boeing 787 Dreamliners, uh, Sun Express uh, buying up to 90 Boeing 737 Max jets. Jason, I mean, this company, like I said, you, you got to hand it to management and hand it to, to the company. We've had so many periods just in the last couple of years where one problem after the other has arisen and uh, they just rebound. And, you know, they've got uh, obviously a very, very incredible product in their various uh, uh, jet order uh, uh, menu you know, on the 737 Max side of things where these companies around the world are just gobbling these things up. So great news for Boeing shareholders today. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's uh, it's been a case that it's still just Boeing and Airbus that are really yep. the two players. I mean, I know China's been trying to get their own uh, uh-huh. airline company started, but I mean, it, it it really feels like it just don't screw it up, and eventually, yeah, uh, I know that's the Airbus thing. Yeah. Full and, <laughs> right. So, but no, it is. It's it's a good thing, certainly for sort of domestic production, et cetera, of Absolutely. all sorts of things. We need to Absolutely. produce more things here. You betcha. You betcha. Well, speaking of producing, big announcement came out of ExxonMobil. I don't know if you knew that Exxon was involved in lithium. I, I had no idea. I did some research. Matter of fact, it, it, I'll tell you here in a second what, 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 what the announcement was. But here's a little bit of trivia for everybody. The lithium battery was invented by a research scientist at Exxon, believe it or not, back in the 1970s. But the, at that point, the company went, eh, yeah, we really don't believe in this technology. We're not going to pursue it. I mean, can you imagine that going all the way back to the 70s? But here's what Exxon announced today. 
Stock was a uh, was a nice mover up a dollar nineteen. Another Dow component one hundred four ninety four closing level. Um, they announced that they are going to become a leader producer of lithium for electric vehicle batteries through a drilling operation that the company is launching in of all places. Who knew lithium was under the ground there in Arkansas? Now we know we have a huge find here in Nevada, but this is another massive find. So last year, uh, or excuse me, earlier this year, uh, Exxon went out and they bought one hundred twenty thousand acres of geological uh, ground in southern Arkansas. And they call it, I love this name, it's called the Smackover Formation. Sounds like a WWE wow. type of uh, place. Yeah. yeah, It's called the Smackover Formation that is absolutely rich in lithium. So the company is going to start producing battery-grade lithium at the site as soon as the year 2027. And they aim to supply enough for, of the mineral to support the manufacturing of 1 million electric vehicles annually by the year 2030. Now, uh, the uh, president, we, uh, he was on CNBC this morning, uh, president of Exxon's Low Carbon Solutions, they call it. His name is Dan uh, Amon. Uh, he said that uh, the company is ramping up domestic production of the lithium. It's crucial, of course, in the energy transition to EVs. Exxon views lithium as a decade-long investment with high growth potential as the U.S. shifts to electric vehicles, he said. He said, listen, we want to get in early, and we want to lead the way on domestic production of lithium, do it in a uh, very favorable environmental footprint, and set the standard going forward. And so right now, you know, we get uh, most of our lithium comes from Argentina and Chile. And to your point, Jason, you know, when you said about uh, uh, about domestic production of the airlines, this could be a big boom. You know, this could be between the the find here in Nevada, not far from us. And of course, uh, now this one in Arkansas, this could be a big, big boom for the uh, the lithium industry and everything associated with it. And this, this technology, Jason, is absolutely fantastic. Uh, they're, they're basically using the same drilling techniques that they use in oil and gas. Um, and what they're doing is they're uh, extracting uh, salt water. They're going down to the saltwater reservoirs 10,000 feet below the surface. So we're talking you know, almost two miles. Yeah, 10,000 feet below the surface. They get these saltwater reservoirs that are rich in lithium. And then with their technology of not only being able to find it, then what they do is they, the lithium is separated from the saltwater and turned into battery-grade material. But here's the kicker, right on site. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, it'd be just like, you know, being able to uh, get a get a barrel of oil out of the ground and go, oh, okay, you know, you need this in your car. It's already, you know, quality grade that you need right there. Yeah. So I think this, you know, potentially could be obviously a very, very profitable type of, uh, of operation for the company. So, and again, very low carbon footprint, as they meant, mentioned. So good for Exxon uh, Mobile. They needed something. They've been kind of flat for a while and uh, good news there. Especially for all you that are going to be driving EVs or maybe you have an EV. Going to need, how long do those batteries last on EVs? Do you have any clue? I mean, that's one thing I never hear about is how long do the batteries last? Yeah. We'll find out. You know? yeah, I've, heard, sort of, you know, I've yeah. heard anything from 7 to 20 years. It depends on sort of who the ah, manufacturer is and so okay. on and so forth. So you can drive a truck through the I think just a function of how efficient they stay, right? Sort of yeah. like any battery. Right yeah, where it yeah, starts exactly. out, you know, like your iPhone. It, you know, before you know it, it only holds sixty eight percent of a of a charge, and that's, that's where right. I think you know that's right. time will tell with those. Or, or or my Dewalt drill does the same thing, <laughs> and it's <laughs> lithium. Yep, I'm with you. All right, all you youngsters out there, we're going to get you lined up for your financial life when we come back. We're going to help the young adults get their financial life in order in nine simple steps. That's what Jason and I have on tap. Let's turn it over to Greg Neff. He's got news, traffic, and weather. In the meantime, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, there, John, and happy Monday. To you. It is 60 degrees right now at uh, Reno Tahoe International Airport. We'll get more weather in just moments. This news sponsored by A Proper Fit. It is our top local story. 
And this is a Newstalk 780 KOH traffic alert. A crash between a tanker truck and another vehicle forcing the shutdown of westbound 80 this afternoon. This happened around 415 in the area of Pyramid Highway. Still a mess right now. Even though the fire is out, we'll have more ahead in traffic in just moments. Avoid that area. Protesters in Douglas County taking to the streets tonight. About 75 of them lining the sidewalks, upset with the way things are going with the school board. They wore red. Organizers say the protest is meant to elevate their voices and make a positive change because what they deserve is a better school board. Those same organizers say that they want a board that listens to both students, parents, support staffs, and is transparent. That is Taylor Burke with our partners at Colo News 8. It's our top national story. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries is suggesting Democrats could support the Republican stopgap bill to prevent a government shutdown. Over the weekend, House Speaker Mike Johnson laid out a divisive short-term plan to extend government funding through February. On Monday, Jeffries sent a letter to all House Democrats saying we are carefully evaluating the proposal set forth by Republican leadership and discussing it with members. The House is set to take up Johnson's bill this week. I'm Brian Shook. And Thanksgiving could be one of the busiest travel holidays in decades. The AAA says, at least on a nationwide basis, 55 million people are planning to go at least 50 miles during the holiday. If you plan on traveling, make sure your car is road ready. AAA predicts they'll have to rescue 360,000 stranded motorists. We had people who were out there responding to flat tires, dead batteries, all sorts of issues. And you can avoid that. You can avoid spending your Thanksgiving on the roadside by simply going to a car care center and having your vehicle inspected before you hit the road. That's AAA's Mark Jenkins who says gas prices continue to fall and are well below last year's levels. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on Newstalk 780 KOH with Jason Gaughan of Sanchez Wealth Management. 55-point gain on the Dow today, negative 30 on the NASDAQ, and a decline of 4 on the S&P. Well, if you're tired of struggling with yard work, yeah, you may be thinking, ah, oh, it's behind me. Well, you know what? Before we know it, spring will be here. Now's a great time. End of the year inventory, end of the year specials for an incredible Coyote tractor from our friends over at S&W Tractor. Go visit Stan and the crew. See what they have for you. Get that end of the year specials, as I mentioned. Don't forget, 0% financing for 84 months on select models. They've got the implements. They've got the models of all different sizes. They've got everything, plus incredible service after the sale. They're located at 4880 East Nye Lane in Carson City. Phone number is 882-1225. That's 882-1225. And online at snwtractor.com. All right, all you youngins out there, pay attention. We're going to be helping you get your financial life in order. And again, we we know we've all been there, of course. And it's, like I said, for some of us, a lot longer than, uh, than for others. Um, but it's still the same. We all need help when we are young trying to get our finances in order. We have no clue. We're, we're being told by mom and dad, by HR, by friends, you know, we need to do this. We need to do that. But, you know, great. You can do it. But I, I know I've shared this story with you when I, you know, my first 401k, I worked for, for GMAC, the old financing arm of General Motors, and I had no clue whatsoever. I had a bachelor's degree in business, had no clue how a 401k worked. And I remember sitting down in the conference room one day on a, on a break and a friend of mine, he was a supervisor, he was a friend of mine. He read the Wall Street Journal every day at his break. And I figured, hey, this guy's got to be smart about the stock market. And I went to him. I said, hey, Ted, can you tell me where do I invest my money in the 401k? And that was my first lesson to a 401k. Just because the guy read the, you know, the Wall Street Journal, I figured he was smart. Um, but things are a lot more sophisticated these days, right, Jason? I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. But he turned out to be a pretty good guy. He had some pretty good picks. Um, so what Jason and I have lined out for you tonight is this. 
we're going to give you nine simple steps. We're not going to go complicated, you know, by any means. It all starts with the basic. Look at it this way. It's like like the pros going back to, you know, uh, to camp, you know, pick your favorite sport, football, baseball. They all start with the basics. They go back to the fundamentals. And that's what you need to do when you're young and you're starting off. Don't get fancy. Don't try to get into, you know, all kinds of crazy strategies or the, the hottest way to make a buck. Just stick to the basics and get your financial life in order. Mr. Gunn, give us a, a, a start here on uh, in our budgeting process, one of your favorite areas, I know. Yeah, you know, sort of to get a sense of how much you can afford to contribute to your 401k, it's trying to get a sense of what your income and expenses are now. Um, a lot of 401ks uh, with firms, they have an automatic opt-in where the day you start, you, you're already, you know, contributing 3 to 4% of your paycheck to the 401k automatically. And it's nice because a lot of times that 401k money comes out pre-tax, so it doesn't hurt quite as much. Um, but I think starting out out of the gate is get a sense of your budget, what your expenses are. Uh, you Now you have an income that uh, hopefully can offset uh, all of those expenses and start to allocate a portion of that income towards your 401k. Start out with something that uh, you, know, you can uh, feel comfortable with, but ultimately trying to ratchet that up over time to get it more so to the most that you feel comfortable with um, uh, while still being able to maintain that budget and not creating a deficit for yourself. But starting with a budget is the best way to kick off. Yep. And as Jason and I have indicated many, many times, uh, some of our most successful clients are those, and and again, these are people with a lot of uh, financial wealth, that they still operate off of a budget. And so if you can instill this in, in a young person, start that habit of creating a budget from day one, Oh, you're, <laughs> that's 95% of the battle because the rest of your life, if you know what's coming in and what's going out, you're never going to get yourself in trouble. You're never going to overspend. You're never going to get over levered, you know, that type of thing. So yeah, great, great point, Jason. All right. Our second point is, Hey, we got to build an emergency fund, right? Life happens. Things happen. Cars break down. Maybe you decide to move from, you know, your first apartment to your second apartment, or, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about getting a house. Uh, but bottom line, you need some money, right? Instead of going to mom and dad, cause you're, you're a big boy and girl now you're on your own you're, you know your financial life is established um you got to have an emergency fund so you know as we've indicated many times streets rule of thumb is three to six months worth of living expenses and a readily available account and now's a great time of course with interest rates uh, being at these levels you can get some pretty nice yields uh, depending upon where you go um, but the bottom line is a couple rules number one you want it accessible um, you could do what we call a laddered cd approach where you put a certain percentage in 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 a, in a three-month cd and another percentage in a six-month so on and so forth you can do that with treasuries also a little bit higher minimums, or you can just open, you know, again, an online savings account and get uh, pretty equivalent yields there. But three to six months is, is again, kind of the street average. But as Jason and I always talk, mention when we have this subject, it's really up to you. If you find that mm-hmm. maybe you look, maybe you work in a job like uh, construction or something that's seasonal where you make your money eight months out of the year, nine months out of the year, and you probably want more than three to six months. So it's really a personal decision, but kind of start with that three to six months of living expenses. And then once again, what you'll find is if something does happen, which it will, it's life. If something happens, something breaks down, an emergency arises, you're going to go to that emergency account instead of what the normal human being does, which is go to the credit card. And then before you know it, you've got massive credit card debt, and that's a whole other subject down the road. But just something as basic as building an emergency fund will get you through the uh, the ups and downs of the unexpected things of life. Now, speaking of credit, Jason, another big important area in your life. You love this area. Let's talk about credit. Yeah, no, for sure. I think uh, uh, 
there's a couple different websites you can go to for sure. You know, clearly uh, the the main ones like the Experience and things along those lines. But uh, really, the way that they're uh, when they're trying to uh, establish a credit score, there's a couple things that are very important. One of them is length of credit history, right? So mm. when you're going through your credit cards or starting out with a credit card. Uh, you know, find one that you would like to keep for a long time, right? Uh, to play credit card roulette and, you know, open one and close it and open one and close it. It doesn't do a whole heck of a lot for you. Your goal is, I want as long of a credit history as I can get. So find that card, one of the main companies, if it's an American Express or, you know, uh, uh, you know pick your favorite Visa MasterCard. Discover whoever, yeah. Exactly. Something that you plan to hold for a long period of time. Um, and that's number one. Number two is available credit versus how much of your credit you're using. That's a number that the credit companies are looking at, right? So if you have $1,000 of available credit, yet you're only using $100, you know, you're at 10%, uh, which is a, a sort of a, the decent uh, line in the sand. You get over 10%, and then it starts to look as if you're using too much of your available credit. So uh, uh, and finally, payment history. Those are the three that are the most important. Make sure that you pay your credit card uh, on time. I had a uh, conversation with a client today, right? And understanding how credit card payments work, right? So if what if you start out today at zero and uh, today's January 1st and, and your statement runs from January 1st to the 31st and your bill comes out on the 15th of February, whatever you spend on January to the end of January uh, that'll show up on your February statement. Make sure you pay that number off. As long as you pay off the number that shows on your statement before the next uh, statement is due, then you won't pay any interest on your credit card most Good of the time. Point. So yep. it's okay to have a balance on your card. I have a balance on my card, but you pay it off, and you're always just sort of you know creating new charges, yet paying off everything from the prior month, and you just borrow, use their money. But credit mm-hmm. card history is definitely something great with uh, you know, starting young and being smart about it. Absolutely. Great advice there. Let me take it one step further. If you're also down the road and you're looking to get a house or finance a car, whatever the case is, another little trick is to find out what credit card, uh, what the cutoff date is from the credit card company. So in other words, I, I, I have a Discover card, right? I know Discover reports to the credit bureaus on the six, between the 6th and the 8th of the month of what was on the credit card the prior month. So if you don't want, let's say you, you go out and you charge a couple grand on something and you don't want that to show up on your credit, make sure you have that paid off off, pay down, et cetera, before the credit card company reports to the credit bureaus. So you can run a, you know, a balance all month long, but you know, as long as you pay it off before they, the, the card company reports to the credit bureaus, it'll never show up on there because that goes to what Jason just mentioned, this credit utilization. This is one of the big, big items people don't understand, you know, and you gave a great analogy of that, Jason, but credit utilization is something that creditors will always look at. You know, if you got a, you know, $10,000 available and you're, you know, you've, you've charged up 9,000, they don't like 90% utilization. They, they like to keep it below 30 is kind of the rule of thumb. But it, final thing I'll just mention, there's five primary areas that break down on your credit score. Your payment history, as Jason alluded to, that represents 35% of your score. The amount that you owe, the, there's the balance, the 30%. The length of credit history represents 15%. 
any new credit is 10% and a credit mix is 10%. They like to see a little bit of everything. So, you know, again, you can get a credit card, you can get this type of loan, so on and so forth. They like to see a mix on there to get the maximum FICO score that's available. So there's a lot of games and tremendous websites, like Jason said, Experian, TransUnion, the credit reporting bureaus, uh, they're really getting much more uh, consumer friendly as far as knowledge and kind of letting the, uh, the, the cat out of the bag of how they calculate things. And so spend some time learning about that. All right, we'll continue down our path. In a moment, let's turn it over to Mr. Jim Post and a very busy man tonight in the Right Now Traffic Center. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH with Jason Gunn of Sanchez Wealth Management. Well, we spent this uh, last half hour trying to help our young listeners out there get their financial life in order with nine simple steps. Uh, we'll give you all nine. We're not going to be able to go into detail, but let me go to one that I think is very, very important, and that is investing early. So I, I ran some numbers for everybody. Try to follow me. I know you're probably in your car at this point, but try to follow me. This is the important, folks, importance of starting early. So let's use a scenario, okay? You're, you're, again, you're a brand new young adult. You're getting your financial life in order. You have $0 saved up. You go, okay, I'm you know, maybe going to retire at my normal age of 65. So we got 44 years. You're 21 years old. You got 44 years to retirement. Let's assume an 8% growth rate. And let's say you've been able to, because of Jason's great advice on budgeting, you've been able to scrape up $500 a month you're going to put in, right? So got 44 years, 8% growth, $500 a month. In 44 years, when you are 65, starting with nothing, you will have $2,219,135. But if you're like most people, you go, ah, I just can't find the 500 bucks. I'm going to wait till I'm more financially established. So you wait 10 years. So now you only have 34 years until you hit age 65. Guess what? Now you put in $1,000 a month and you will only have $1,972,346. A significant, significant difference of... Almost $247,000 less that you will have waiting to start. So this is the key. Even if you have teenagers that are working part-time, wherever it may be, they're eligible you know, to contribute to a 401k, to an IRA. Um, remember, they just have to have earned income. It's dollar for dollar. If they make you know, $6,000 or more in a, in a, at their part-time job when they're in high school, whatever, they can put in $6,000. So it's dollar for dollar up to the, the $6,000. Uh, if they only make $4,000, then that's all they could put into the IRA. But get them started early, folks. That's the main thing. Jason, wrap us up. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, uh, certainly give us a ring if you have any questions and would like yeah. to see uh, more of the list. But, you know, I think the the one that I find the most interesting is understanding employer benefits, yeah. right, is to get a yeah. sense of what matching your employer does. And if they haven't told you, go ask. Like, they exactly. should be better about educating for. you uh, because there's a lot of clients we have that just aren't uh, uh, learned because nobody taught them. But definitely <laughs> talk to your employer and find out how much they match because that's huge when you're doing 401k contributions, et cetera. It is. Yeah, and medical and on and on. You're absolutely right. All right. We'll love to get to our list. Give us a holler. We'll do it. Great job, Jason. We'll see you tomorrow on the John Sanchez Show. God bless. This program was sponsored by Sanchez Wealth Management. The material in this program was intended as general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information on this broadcast was intended to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Further information is available by contacting John at SanchezWealthManagement.com or 775-800-1801. John Sanchez offers securities and advisory services through Independent Financial Group, LLC, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Securities offered only in states John Sanchez is registered in. Sanchez Wealth Management, LLC, and Independent Financial Group, LLC are unaffiliated entities.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.